This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I'm your host, Allie, and I'm so excited for today's guest. I have another incredible guest. I have Simon Lunch, who is a pop artist and recently released his new single, Grace. If you guys don't know about him, let me tell you a little bit about him. So he's a singer-songwriter here in California and a guitarist, and he delivered his new single, Grace, the last single prior to the release of his album, Never Knew the Night. Preceded by the singles Red Delicious, Kiss Me, and Learning to Love, Simon Lunch delivered his album Never Knew the Night to fans on September 25th after months of buildup prior to his release. He was bred in the eclectic college town of Berkeley adjacent to Oakland and San Francisco, and Simon Lunch grew up around all different kinds of people and places that helped shape who he is as a musician, as an artist. And this is just a quote I want to read you guys before I bring him on. Simon said this, I hope people see and feel the struggle in this work and also the humanity in these songs. I hope I help them to feel and know that we are all human. I'm just a regular person trying to get the feelings and experiences across. I think I did that a lot with these songs and I'm proud to have made something that I think people will feel. Simon, welcome to my show. Hey, Ali, thank you for having me. Thanks for a great intro. Oh, you're so welcome. I love that quote that you said, because it's so true. We are all human. And I think that especially right now with COVID and the pandemic and everything we've all been through, it's really been solidified that we're all in this together. We're all the same. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, to that note, um, for those that don't know you and maybe your journey and your music, like, tell us a little bit about you and and how you got here. Yeah, well, I started playing guitar when I was five years old. Um, after hearing Eric Clapton, um, my parents had a bunch of CDs and they would always play music, but I heard him play guitar and I went, I want to do that. And I think about a week later I had a guitar and, uh, I, I took absolutely no time, um, at all at the beginning to, uh, learn what I was doing on the instrument that came later, but I just wanted to write songs. And it, it really just felt like, uh, when I was younger, the, the way I could express myself. So, I would sit in my room all day and play the guitar and try and find chords to sing over. And I didn't really care to play anyone else's stuff. I just tried to sing my own words and my own melodies and haven't stopped. And now here we are uh, 15 years later and um, I'm making records. That's amazing. I love Eric Clapton and I love that, you know, you had such a inspirational start. It just really started with hearing something that you enjoyed as well as being around your family. Like you said, that was just around that kind of music and you were like, Hey, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was like, it was very much, you know, we always had, we had a piano in the living room. My mom had this old classical guitar and and there was just so much music going on from you know, the Beatles to Bob Dylan, Van Morrison. I mean, just so much amazing stuff. And as soon as I got my hands on the instrument, it was like, I mean, I I just was talking to my mom about this the other day. It's like, it's it's been a part of who I am now for so long since I was so little that it's like, if you took away the guitar or music, like I, 
I don't I don't know how much of how much of Simon would be left, you know, um, which is a crazy thing to think about. But it's it's really the truth now. Like music, music has been my whole life for so long, and I love it so much. And it's just the way that I I communicate and 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 feel. It's just it's it's just my thing. That's amazing. I love that. And I love that you said, you know, you really are using your music to share those feelings and share how you are. So talk about that. You know, where is the inspiration when you work on like this new signal, you know, single that you released? And I really want to also talk about the fact that you also, I'm sure, planned on doing much more with your single when the world was, you know, normal. And then, you know, the pandemic hits and COVID and everything. And I'm sure you had to shift quick in order to move your music around so tell us about that journey yeah i mean it was pretty crazy i think i spent man probably two years um on this album and especially a long time on this one because i was coming out of being in a band for quite a long while and having some success with that band and uh already sort of having this established fan base and then you know being the primary writer and even producer in that group, moving out of the group and making my own solo thing. And so much time was spent kind of figuring out like, okay, well, who's going to play on this project with me? You know, because while I am a guitar player and I, I pride myself on that, I definitely am not a fantastic drummer or or bass player or um, even keyboardist. So um, I spent quite a long time just like assembling a team of musicians and engineers and and um, people like that who I was really passionate about working with and who really understood what I was going for. And that in itself took a while. So I think maybe six months in, we we started recording and I had all these songs written. And um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's crazy, you know, coming to the end of that uh, and, and that being such a difficult process because it was my first solo project and so much discovery happening and just looking forward to, you know, honestly just just sort of breaking out of being in the studio and being confined and and being to some degree you know I don't know if you'd call it lonely but you're like you know make I feel like making a record is a very solitary experience um, even if you're surrounded by one or two people for a lot of the time there's there's you know there's not much contact with the outside world and I was really looking forward to you know stepping out and being a little bit more of a social butterfly and you know gigging and touring and we had a bunch planned for that and then obviously COVID hit and that was crazy because I think it was it was literally about a week after I I had finished mixing the record that you know this sort of became it became you know we realized okay well shows aren't going to happen so I was at first just very grateful to have finished the album before all this sort of hit the fan um, and then realizing oh man I'm not going to be able to play uh, was a bummer. But that being said, uh, I think a lot of the positive that's come out of it has just been, you know, even more time that I've been able to spend <laughs> sort of uh, working on even more music, which I didn't think I was going to be able to until much later in the game to actually start writing more songs and demoing, but also, you know, figuring out, figuring out alternatives to gigging and stuff that's been really fun uh, for me, at least. I know every artist has done a different thing, but um, just a lot of connection with my fans through social media and whether we've done like even uh, on a few occasions, like Zoom things where I'll invite a few fans and we'll have a really sort of intimate experience of like 
I'll play some songs and they can even request songs and we'll, we can talk about them. And like, you know, even that's, it's a different and cool experience that you don't have when you're playing on stage, you know, obviously playing on stage is amazing and it's the best feeling in the world, but you know, you don't have that level of interaction. Um, so that's been really cool. And I've definitely uh, spent this time sort of the whole time thinking about like, okay, I got to make sure I stay in shape to like get back on stage and play live. So I've definitely been like, gearing a lot more of my content um like on instagram and stuff uh toward like posting videos like performance stuff that i've been doing in my studio which i normally wouldn't have done as much of but you know i, I i've just been been craving that uh that live thing and obviously not getting it so that's been fun um yeah well i like that you said you know you're kind of getting to have this cool private um, experience with some of your fans and connect with them on a deep, deeper level than when you would tour and obviously have so many watching you and so many, you know, out there in the crowd that as much as I'm sure it's incredible and, you know, so, you know, empowering to be on stage and exhilarating. But I, I love that you mentioned that you're also getting to enjoy this side that you probably won't get to have again, where it is kind of this intimate moment of getting to know and meet some of your fans. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's like, it's cool that even, you know, I don't know, when you're on stage, it's, it's, like we said, obviously great, but there is a separation there, you know, and, and it's cool to have that sort of taken down and to actually be able to talk to people. And, you know, even a lot of the times after shows, while I do um, love to go talk to people after shows, it's, it's sometimes hard because you just sang for an hour, whatever, an hour and a half sometimes. And like, my voice teachers always tell me you gotta you gotta stop talking after you're done just like sometimes that's what's gonna like be the nail in the coffin and wear your voice completely out you just gotta drink water and chill um and obviously in this situation you know you can talk to people about school and life and also play songs and you know talk about some of where those songs came from which for me I think you know relates to a lot of my fans in some situations because I think a lot of these songs uh, when I first wrote them, you know, not all of them, but many of them came from this place of coming out of high school and being in this like very turbulent transition period in my life that I think everyone sort of faces to some degree, whether or not they go to college. And um, I think many of the songs grapple with that. And I think a lot of my fans are also in the age range of like those years, you know, where you come out of high school and are, and are dealing with that thing. So talking with them about that, uh, and, you know, as they, as it relates to some of the songs is also really cool. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's talk about that. You dropped the single, obviously, like you said, you know, not realizing obviously where the world um, was going to be, but how has it been? And what was this single, you know, about, like, what was the inspiration? Share that. Yeah. Uh, so this single grace was, was actually, one of the very first songs that I think it was one of the first three that I wrote for this record. And uh, I obviously wrote many that didn't even make it onto the album. So uh, uh, it was, it was one of the first and it was, it was important because I actually wrote it when I was on tour with my old band. Um, and it was, it was this weird time because I was realizing like on that tour that the band thing was probably coming to an end or at least coming to a, a break. Um, because there was a few of the guys in the group that wanted to go back to school and me knowing very much that 
I was, you know, I had waited all my life to, to graduate and just be able to play um, all the time and be able to make music 100% of the time. I knew that wasn't for me. Um, and I just wanted to keep keep on going. So I was, we were actually playing uh, down in Southern California. And um, there was a show uh, that we did when, I don't know, I was kind of having this this overwhelming feeling at the time again sort of in these years coming out of high school like very turbulent and where I was feeling like no one was really understanding me just because I felt like I was doing something so different you know even when you talk about people like your friend's parents or maybe even your friends when you tell them like oh I'm not going to college like I want to play music and I'm doing this and it's like there's there's a disconnect like 80 percent of the time when you tell someone that because it just sounds uh outlandish or they just haven't heard that before um, and and I even amongst you know my peers and other people my age like I would you know anytime I would meet someone who was my age they'd go oh, what school did you go to like what are you studying and I just didn't have an answer for any of those questions and it was giving me like this this overwhelming overwhelming feeling of like oh I, no one no one gets it no one gets what I'm doing like I just felt kind of lonely and in, in you know what I was pursuing and it led to this song which this song uh, I think I think people. Uh, never expect that when I tell them that about Grace, but but I was we were playing a show down in Southern California and uh, I was sort of overcome with that feeling. And uh, the song kind of came to me while I was on stage and I was like on stage in front of, you know, a bunch of people. And it was this weird feeling when you're in front of a bunch of people and a lot of them were my age and you get this feeling of feeling alone in a crowd. And that's just like the worst. Uh, and that's the feeling that inspired the song and like, it was, it sort of became the song that was like a fantasy about, you know, meeting someone who, who just for a single day, like understood you and, and kind of eased that, that loneliness. Um, and, and I think the next day, I think the song was written. I remember going back to the hotel that night after the show and, uh, playing around on the guitar. And then the next day we had off and, uh, I went to a guitar shop in Southern California. I actually bought an acoustic guitar that day and I wrote the whole song on that acoustic guitar. And uh, it it ended up being very uh, informative as far as the record went in terms of how how the rest of the record or the album was gonna sound. So yeah, that's, that's Grace. Wow, that's such a cool story. And I love that you said like it came to you while you were actually like performing and on stage. It must've been kind of, surreal to experience like wow I'm actually having a song like did you want to go and like write it down while you were performing <laughs> yeah no, I know I definitely did I was just happy like I didn't forget the seed of the idea you know like because I, I feel like oftentimes that first idea for me for a song is it's just like a it's it's a feeling that's developing and uh and yeah I was it was it was definitely it was it was percolating and I and I didn't let it slip away and when I got off stage I did I I think I picked up my phone immediately and kind of hummed into my into my voice memos or you know saying something and I'm sure I've still got it deep deep down buried there uh and then of course by the time I got back to the hotel I had the guitar and like thankfully it it hadn't slipped away because oftentimes I've had many experiences where they do slip away before I can grab it and pull it down to earth you know the idea it, it goes so that was that was definitely lucky yeah that's so cool well and I like you said you know you, you were able to keep it with you and you know have the idea uh, with you I could imagine you know obviously I'm not someone you know in that space but I could imagine that 
being that you do write so many songs and have so many inspirations, a lot of times does something come to you and you do forget an idea or do you feel like something like grace does stick with you because it like is what you are about to release? Like, you know, like does it, is it different depending on what you're creating and, and, and what you're producing? I mean, I think, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's obviously, a, I think it's different for everyone and music is a strange thing and creating art is a strange thing, but the way I like to think about it is kind of, you know, I, I usually have, there's some feeling that is kind of overwhelming me for a span of time. And, and the feeling obviously is unforgettable. I, I, I have that with me for potentially a, a matter of days or weeks. Um, but, you know, I think once, once I'm sort of, once I'm sitting in that feeling and sort of marinating in it, then a bunch of ideas like melodic ideas and lyrical ideas will be coming to me. And, and most of, you know, most of them aren't the right one. It's, it's like probably one in a thousand is the one that I pick. And when that one out of a thousand comes, like, like I kind of just said, it's now I realize it's, I, I have my greatest work when, when I'm just ready to pull that, that idea down to earth when it comes to me and not let it, not let it slip away and have to find it again. Um, so yeah, usually I'm, I'm a big voice memo guy. I like to journal a lot. So usually I'll have a combination of like on the spot, like voice memo and then something I've written down in my, in my little pocketbook, uh, some sort of lyric or, or poem or something that then once I can get back to the guitar, uh, will, if I'm lucky, drive a song in its entirety out of me. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, I mean, so anyone who's listening, I'm sure is super, you know, inspired right now and like is really getting to hear kind of this more open and vulnerable side of you of like how you create and how you, you know, process all that. What would you say to someone who's listening who's like, wow, my dream is also to be, you know, a singer one day or to be a producer in the music space or, you know, something along those lines what would you say to them? Like, what would be like the first steps of what they should do or what would be, you know, the first um, inspirational words that you would give them? I mean, honestly, it sounds so cliche, but it'd be some, it'd be some variation of, of be yourself. I think, you know, at least in my experience, when I'm trying to force something and there's no idea there, or I'm trying to force something that I think people are going to like, or any of that stuff, you know, uh, it, it just doesn't work out. And it's in the moments when I'm, I'm most sort of in contact with how I'm feeling and, and how, you know, how I'm really processing the world around me or situations around me that I write my best stuff. And I know that, you know, obviously people on different levels are more or less introspective or more and less, more or less want to, you know, dive into you know whatever happened to them you know yesterday and how it made them feel you know some people just don't want to think about that uh but i think as an artist it helps you and it helps you uh helps you be true to who you are you know and honestly i the more i write the more i realize and the more i fail uh with stuff too the more i realize you know if you really believe in something and and you really feel it to your core then someone else will too you know like someone else is going to understand the humanity in that and connect to it but if you're trying to if you're trying to force something that's not you or trying to think about oh what are people going to like 
I think, you know, while it, while it may be awesome for 20 minutes, it's going to, the greatness of it's going to fade pretty quickly uh, if you're not really invested. So yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Just, just be you, find who you are. I love that because I always say, even as a stylist and everything that I do, I'm always like, you know, when I style someone and I work with someone, or even if I'm sharing about my own self, it's like I say, I transform you from the inside out and that confidence is your best accessory, you know, and it's like, it's true. It's like, be you, you know, stand in your authenticity of you. And, you know, I love that you brought that up because I'm sure that as talented as you are, there are still pressures around you and vulnerabilities and everything else. I know from working in the industry heavily over the years, how do you still stay you in an industry that wants you to constantly conform? I mean, I, I honestly, I try and, you know, I have those days for sure, especially days when things are going bad, when, when you go, well, you know, I should just try and make something that people like, you know, I, I should just make something like this. Um, and, and, to be honest with you, the satisfaction that I, that I get from making something like that is just, it, it so pales in comparison to the satisfaction I get from making something that I really believe in that I just can't sustain that. I mean, you know, if I was making stuff that wasn't me, I mean, I'd probably wouldn't be making music very long because it, it wouldn't stay, wouldn't stay fun. It wouldn't stay exciting, you know? And on the other hand, when I am making something that's me, that's somehow satisfying this, like this feeling that I've got, you know, buried in me. It's like, that's like the greatest thing ever. It's like, you know, you, when you bring that melody out that agrees completely with how you feel, you know, some sort of indescribable feeling, it just like sends shivers down your spine and you're like, it's, it's, it's like the best drug or something you've ever taken. Uh, and, and that's, that's what keeps me going. So if I don't, if I don't have that for, you know, too long I start I start going going to search for it again so if I get off track usually that's what gets me back on track is just like the pursuit of that 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 melody or that that uh that line that's that's in agreement with the way I'm feeling and then you're like ah that's it I love that more of that (laughs) that's awesome so really it's tapping into your music and your creations like really keeps you stay grounded as you and to stay in line with who you are basically is kind of what I'm totally totally yeah and and just you know I mean I feel like the guitar has been like my my best friend and like has has uh understood me for so long I mean that's such a funny way to say that um I don't mean it super literally but it's like I, I feel like you know whenever something's gone on in my life since I was like a little kid uh, that I needed to talk to someone about, you know, if if no human understood you or like you weren't able to express what you're saying in word, you, words, you can go to the guitar and play the guitar, and uh, you can you can get it out, you know, and have a little mini therapy session, and that's such a good feeling that it's like it's hard to uh, <laughs> it's hard to abandon that. I think once you've felt it, you know, it's hard to be anything other than than that. Um, so when someone's trying to get you to do something else well you know say I you know I can't lie it tempts me sometimes for a week or two and then I crave that thing that I had before that you know that really me thing again and it gets me back on track yeah good for you and thank you for sharing that because I think anyone listening you know that is wanting to you know break in the industry or maybe they're already in it 
and they're having those moments, you know, I think it's so important, especially now to really own who you are, because like, there's a million carbon copies of, you know, someone who's, you know, supposedly famous this and famous that. And it's like, great, but anybody can kind of copy what someone does and figure it out to an extent. It's when you're really original, you know, and what you do, where you truly stand out. And, you know, I, I think that's why you have been successful, you know, with your music. Yeah, I like to think that. I, I think um, some of the best advice, you know, that I've gotten, at least from people that I look up to and musicians that are even so much further along than me too, is is like, you know, while the the sort of carbon copy thing, as you put it, you know, it might give you a song that's real big for a second. It hardly ever gives you longevity, you know? And so, many, so much of the time, you know, you see people who their best record, maybe a record label doesn't even think it has a hit on it. And, and that's the one that stands, you know, that, that's, that stands for 20 years and, and people are listening to forever. And, you know, and, and that's honestly like, that's so much more valuable, at least to me is like that longevity and like hopefully making something that's people think is really great for a long time and generations down the line than just something that's whatever's hit today, you know, it's because it's going to change tomorrow. You just, right. you just never know what it's going to be. So. Yeah, so true. I, I think those are, you know, such great points and really inspiring for, you know, anyone listening and anyone who, you know, might be thinking about wanting to break in the industry or questioning, you know, what they're doing and, and how, how they're doing. And I love that you said that's how you kind of give back to yourself because you really, um, stay in the zone of creating and finding that perfect tune or perfect melody. So I was going to say to you, you know, being that we've been in a pandemic and you haven't been able to tour and it's been a little bit, in, you know, different for what most music artists are used to. You said you're doing the private concerts, you're doing a little bit of the more, you know, um, community feel and doing things live on social and things like that to connect. What are you yeah. doing? for yourself to continue to allow the inspiration to come through, but also give yourself like that self-care and that like self-love as an artist and as a person. Yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, that's a tricky one. I think I'm, I'm, I'm still figuring it out day by day. And, and honestly, some days it's something as simple as taking a drive and, you know, going up to like, for instance, I mean, this is just something that happened, happened recently. Uh, I took a drive up to this place that's uh, sort of sort of near my house on on this big hill that overlooks the San Francisco Bay, and uh, it's it's a spot that like me and my friends like would would always go in high school. There's like a million memories that I've got of just sitting in the car up at this one little lookout spot, and uh, um, I had this really weird experience where I kind of I hadn't been there for like about six months um, or seven months since the start of the pandemic, and and going there. Uh, with one of my good buddies was one of the last times like we were like really out before this whole thing hit and uh, it was spring and uh, you know it, the, the hillside just fills with these beautiful flowers and and it's all colorful and whatnot and I went back there and obviously it's been months and it's the winter now and I'm up on the hill and like it feels like it's been to some degree like a few days since since spring because not much has happened and like uh and and it also at the same time feels like it's been like an eternity. So I'm up there and it feels like 
some you know unexplainable amount of time has passed and I just am seeing it for the first time and on the hillside is dry and it's like all the grass is dead and the flowers are laying down and it's just such a weird experience but at the same time like uh <laughs> triggered so many things for me and like I came back like to the house feeling so inspired after that so I don't know honestly it's like every day it's something different but but it's definitely difficult because you're not living the same scope of life that at least for me that I I would usually live even just on a you know human interaction level just all the places that I would usually go you know um, all that and it's it's tough uh, and and I think the one the one positive that I could say in terms of inspiration is like it's kind of forced me to dig up some stuff that like I wasn't like I probably hadn't totally resolved from the past few years um, just sort of because I, I kind of either skipped over it before I was sort of done processing it or, or that it just I never spent enough time, you know, going through it to to feel it come to a close and I and I've sort of dug up a few of those things and been able to in some of the demos I've made um, recently say some things that are are very honest and at the same time I almost never thought I would say out loud in a song and I don't think that those things necessarily would have come up again for me or been coming out in music if I was you know experiencing tons and tons and tons of new things every day uh, right now, which I'm just, I'm just not, I don't think any of us are. Uh, but that being said, it's still a nice thing. Cause it's like, you get to hopefully fully process those things and fully get through them and maybe even feel that much better coming out the, and that much, you know, more of a clean slate coming out the other end of COVID and the pandemic, um, having all that stuff on the table or at least in art somewhere. Um, so, yeah. So, that sounds kind of an abstract answer. I'm sorry, but it's no, it's totally cool. I, I mean, you know, it's your, it's your, um, you know, it's your answer. It's your truth. You know, I like that you shared that because I think there's a lot of people right now, myself included, um, to what you're speaking to. I believe is like doing a lot of the inner work. A lot of things have come up. Whether you know, it be you know, we all have you know different shadows and different things we have to work through. And it sounds like yeah. you knew that you because of this time. It sounds like you've been doing a lot of inner work on yourself during this period that maybe you wouldn't have had the time to do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it's the hope is like I said, come out the other end feeling even better, you know, that you've done that. And uh, yeah, I just wouldn't, I, you know, I, I wouldn't have had the time and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it purely too cause I would have had probably so much more stimulation um, externally with so, so much, so much other stuff that I'm writing about and new things happening to me. And it's always like, it's always like the new thing that's exciting, you know, at the time and the moment. Um, and it forces you to sort of like, sometimes maybe even prematurely move on from something that you're not yet done processing. So I think, yeah, it's, it is hopefully good to do that in the work, like you're saying, and return to some of those things and tie up the loose ends. For sure. I think we all need to, in my opinion, I think that a lot of, uh, you know, the pandemic and things that have gone on um, have highlighted a lot of that for all of us and have kind of forced us to come off of this, you know, hamster wheel that we were all on and, and do that yeah. work and, and say, okay, no, you know, enough is enough. You're going to now do 
more work on, you know, yourselves than necessarily the career than the this and the that. And, you know, I do believe everyone will come out uh, stronger for it. Um, and I just love hearing that from other people because it's so interesting. I've had so many different people on my show from all different careers and walks of life. And that is such a common theme is so many are finding that they are doing the inner work and they are doing different things. So, you know, when you were giving that answer, are there certain things that allow you to do that inner work or that you would share um, that, you know, maybe are some things that others potentially could do if they also wanted to allow themselves that vulnerability? Yeah, I mean, I think I think for me, uh, just just sitting down, you know, whether it be I mean, I'm very inspired before I go to bed, so that's when I do it. But but a lot of people, it's different times in the day, sitting down at whatever time of day that you're feeling sort of most vulnerable and like ready to talk and just just write in your in your notebook or in your journal and and start with something basic, you know. And and uh, a lot of the time for me, that that whatever that basic thing is has just grown and grown and grown and grown as I've written about it. And sometimes I end up with like pages and pages of stuff that I, I you know some of it I wasn't even aware that I, I had in me to say. Um, and, and if I don't do that, I think if I don't sit down and take that time to sort of really think about something and write on it, you know, it's easy for it to get lost. Uh, so for me, that's how I do it is just make sure I afford myself that time and uh, make sure I like actually try a little bit, you know, don't just like sit here and like expect for it to for it to get resolved or happen, you know, for me, but, but to actually, to actually write a bit and, and do that work. So yeah, that's, what I that's awesome. So like, so for you, it's, it's kind of like journaling and writing is, is your, is your tool in your toolbox. Yeah, totally. Cause sometimes like that one, like initial little thought, you know, that you're having or thinking about turns into like a massive, you know, flow chart of, all these different things that you've experienced over the course of, you know, maybe many years and how maybe one thing led to the next, you know, like I understand how this affected me now and, and this led to this. And now, now I know why I feel such and such a way about this thing happening to me present in the present time, because of this thing that happened to me five years ago, you know, and it's like, that's such an informative stuff, at least for me um, to be able to be aware of, you know, but uh, I'm also, I think I'm particularly, uh, sort of sort of fascinated by like uh why people do certain things and why I do certain things like why I am the way I am why other people are the way they are and I know some people that's just not interesting to them so but for anyone who it is I think writing like that's that seems like the way for me yeah well and I I love that you said that because I also I journal a lot um you know for me it's like a combination of journaling and prayer and meditation and stillness really allows me, especially as a busy, you know, mom, uh, to be able to go within and to do that inner work and to move things that I need to move and just get centered. And I always love hearing from other artists and creatives in the space, you know, how they do as well and having them share it. And, you know, I know that, like you said, you know, you've been playing the guitar at such an early age, you know, starting at five years old, and all that and you know being around the music of your family and everything do you feel like uh, you know have, have you heard of when people speak about like your inner child work like they talk about you know doing the work on your like on yourself as a young child of like you know we're all like obviously as we become adults like we you know we'd be responsible pay attention to this and do this and do that and we forget sometimes like what lights us up and like what allows that inner child do you feel like 
you know, because you are so in music and that is your passion and that is your career and what lights you up. Do you feel like that when you do journal and you do do the writing, does that let you tap into that inner child of you to further be able to kind of pull things out that like you said, maybe you need to work through or find inspiration and other songs do come. I'm just, I'm just, this is a total personal. I'm just so curious. Yeah, yeah, it totally does. I mean, I think the interesting thing, you know, one of the, one of the main interesting things about having played the guitar for so long and just, just loving music so much and loving it through my whole childhood is like to some degree, I think whenever I'm playing the guitar, I just feel like a kid, you know, especially if, especially if it's just flowing that day, it's like, it's, it's always just as exciting as the very first time I did it. Um, so, and, and, and that's just, that's just amazing. And I think also whenever, you know, I'm, I'm sort of getting lost or in one of these situations, you know, maybe, you know, you're, you're just too lost in the business side of things or, or that stuff's bothering you and you're not focused on the music. For me, something that grounds me is like, and, and I think very much is sort of in line with this inner child thing is I'll just go sit in my room uh, and play the guitar the same way I did when I was a kid, you know, that's cause that's what I do. I'd come home from school uh, at night and uh, sit on my bed and just strum the guitar and see what came out. And, and it was really a, something I did that had very few distractions, you know? So that's what I'll do. I'll just turn my phone off, pick up the guitar, sit on my bed, and and just strum for a while um and see what happens not that, that usually that usually brings me back um which it, it's really nice to have that thing for sure that'll that'll do that because definitely growing up is hard and it's easy to lose uh potentially a lot of the a lot of the better parts of yourself and you know stress and um the things that make you more anxious and just the you know the hardships of, you know, dealing with grown-up problems and not uh, when you're a little kid thinking life is great all the time and everything's going to be okay. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I think that's a way I can return to that is just pick up the guitar. You know, that, that, like I said earlier, kind of the, the guitar feels like it kind of gets me, even if another person doesn't feel understood and feel like everything's okay, at least in that moment, you know. Yeah, I love that. I, I could totally like, you know, visualize that from how you're, you know, painting that picture and how you're sharing it. Um, it's, you know, it's so inspirational. And I think for anyone else listening, you know, thinking about doing that inner work and thinking about, you know, our inner child and like what lights us up and what allows us just to flow and be, you know, is such an important state that so many of us forget about. Um, and I've been reminded, you know, as a new mom now, I'm watching my girls, it reminds yeah. me constantly to return to that state. You know, um, and it's and it's, it's so funny, but it, at the same time, it's such a blessing because especially during this time, I'm like, wow, it really just brings me back to like that, you know, that like that young, vibrant place. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm I'm lit up again, you know, and and the heaviness of the world, you know, disappears, you know, and so it's um, it's I, I appreciate that you shared that, and we're very um real and vulnerable about that because I think a lot of times that's not easy for a lot of people to share and talk about especially when it comes to their careers and I feel like you know with my show I really love when people are able to be more real and raw about their experiences and their journey because I do believe you know we are all here for each other and it helps one another yeah yeah totally and uh yeah I love hearing about you know how you're you having kids and, and that bringing you back it's so cool to like 
gives you know it just gives you a reason to well, renewed sort of purpose and also a reason to act like a kid again you get to act like a kid with your kids that's such a such a beautiful thing and uh to move into that but but yeah it's you know it's honestly it's like it's just the truth i think uh being an artist uh and a songwriter i've already said so many things that are have been hard for me to say and and have been very vulnerable that i think now i'm i'm really trying to just you know be as vulnerable as possible and just like say something that's real to me because because like who cares if someone thinks it's weird or whatever it's like it's that's at least at this point I don't you know I think I think that's how you make a deeper connection with someone is is by talking about something that's real to you and being honest and I think that's what we need right now for <laughs> sure I love that I think that's such a great message well I love everything you shared and you know thank you for you know being so real about your journey and you know, just raw and vulnerable about the things that maybe others don't want to talk about. Um, you know, is there anything else before I let you go that you'd want to leave us with? Anything that we should be excited about that might be coming for you or pay attention to? And then of course, tell us where to find you and follow you. Yeah, totally. Well, you can find me uh, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those things just by typing at Simon Lunch. And lunch is it's pronounced just like what you eat, but has an E at the end. So S-I-M-O-N-L-U-N-C-H-E. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm a big, big Instagram guy. So definitely there. And then on Spotify and iTunes and all that good stuff, anything you can think of, you can hear my music. And just by typing in my name, I think, I think I'm the only person with that name, which is the, the plus of it, the plus of that name. <laughs> so no, no uh, trouble finding me. And um, just as, uh, I guess, things to be excited about, you know, Lots more music. I'm always I'm always making stuff. Uh, I'm sitting on a lot of demos that I'm excited about now, having had all this time to be inside and and reflect. And I'm I'm just excited to uh, when I do get back to LA, get in the studio with uh, my drummer and my bass player and engineer, and bang out probably a honestly a whole nother record at this point. Uh, <laughs> So, so they, yeah, there's a lot to be excited about. And also just, I'm at the beginning of my career. I've got a lot to come. I haven't made my best song yet. Hopefully I get the chance to do that. Uh, and I'm just going to keep it coming. So, yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And that'll all be in the show notes, guys. So you can check it all out to find Simon Lunch and all about him and follow him and interact with some of his virtual shows that he's been doing and will be doing and as he said you know so beautifully you know in when he was sharing you know to always connect back to who you are you know there really is only you and so always stand in that power you know and don't give it away by wanting to be something else so Simon thank you so much and cheers till next time guys bye thanks for listening to everything with Ali Levine if you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired. 